Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of well, uh, Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. My name is Fernanda, and I am here with Dr. Linda Marquez. We have a wonderful, amazing, super interesting, and important topic for today, and that is the topic of our genes and how our genes impact our health and even our wealth. And for this episode, I'm super excited because it's content and it's information that has really transformed the way that I see and that I relate and that I understand and even treat patients in regards to health. It's been a life changer for me and just being able to understand it and understand that we're not victims, perhaps, that we have control and we can change our future has been just a major, major uh, awareness uh, for me. And Dr. Linda, how are you? Hi, happy, happy Wednesday. I'm doing great. Um, just always looking forward to this day. And I mean, I'm down here in the different part of Arizona. So I wanted to ask you, now we're getting a little bit of rain out here, which we normally don't. How about where you are? You know, we had rain yesterday at like five in the morning for about a half hour and then it stopped and we haven't had any more rain. Ah. Well, you know, one thing, you're you're definitely not missing the snow, huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I see pictures from my friends um, back in Illinois, and I see their Facebook, you know, pictures and messages, and I'm like, no, I don't, I do not miss it for one second. I don't want to be there. The no. temperature is like 20 degrees. I have, I, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> I'm wearing your shorts, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm out here literally over the weekend. It was hot. I was like, oh, let me take off my, you know, my, I had a light sweater and I'm like, I need to take it off because it, it gets hot. Yeah. So I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm excited about our topic. And I know that. We both have just really been getting into um, the whole mind training, but also, you know, the epigenetics. And a lot of people, they, they get scared when they hear that epigenetics. And but we're going to break it down in a really simple way, because your genes do not determine your destiny. It's your lifestyle and the various everything from what you eat, how you sleep, when you move. Um, what you're watching, what you're reading, and the most powerful one that you can change so fast are your thoughts. And you experience that just, I mean, you're fresh off of one of Dr. Joe's um, retreats, which thank God I'm going at the end of next month. So I am, I am so excited about that, but I really see the transformation and the changes in my own life as a result of that. And I know even you, when you talked in, in your past, in some of our past episodes about, you know, how dealing with depression and how at one point you use medication and you're now, I don't even know if that, that's probably not even in your, in your gene sequence anymore, but how you used, um, how you managed and you manipulated your own epigenetics so that you could be drug free and people can do it. So, you know, that's, that's what epigenetics is. It's really, it's called, um, you know, it's above the gene and we've had other doctors come on the show and talk about that, but it impacts your health. It impacts your wealth. And whenever people hear wealth, it's like their, their antennas go up. So this is going to be a really cool show to how, how to explain it. So, I don't know if you want to add a little bit onto that. No, it's very true. And I did battle anxiety, depression. I had panic attacks for like five years. It was very intense. 
And the situation was that I didn't really understand that I had control over myself, right? Yeah. I thought literally I had that victim mentality that, oh, I'm feeling this way. I have anxiety. I have depression. I feel sad. I can't get out of bed. And that's just the way it is. Right. And then I started looking for ways outside of me to relieve some of those symptoms, medications and, you know, counseling. And I'm not saying that counseling or medications may or may not be appropriate. What I'm saying is what worked for me and what did not work for me. Right. So I did all of that counseling and therapy and medications and all of these things for years. And then I'm like, why am I not feeling better? Like it's not, it's not getting better. And then when I started understanding and it started with a different video, actually a, a mindset video. And then I got into listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza and then Dr. Bruce Lipton. And I started understanding more of the concepts of epigenetics and how we control our gene expressions and basically how we think uh, sends a signal on how we feel and that emotion, how we feel that emotion sends communication to our DNA. Yeah. To our genes and let the genes know what to do. Is it time to get happy and relax or is it time to contract and, and die basically, right? Get sick. So when I started understanding this, I'm like, wait a minute, I have control of my, like my health. I have control of my depression, my anxiety. Like that was a total life changer for me. So if anybody that's listening is battling any type of condition, and it can be diabetes, it can be high blood pressure, it could be a chronic pain, it could be uh, depression, anxiety, it could be so many different conditions, even autoimmune conditions. Yes, It's understanding that many of these conditions happen because of the constant signals that we're sending to our genes. Mm -hmm. It's not that we're predetermined or predisposed to get these conditions. I wasn't predisposed to get depression and anxiety. I got it because I was not in, I didn't know that I was in control of my thoughts and my emotions and how my emotions were affecting my body basically and my health. Yes. But understanding the concept and what we're going to be talking about today in detail and how you can apply it for your life basically can help transform and reverse and treat and eradicate problems from the root because the root of most of the health problems that we see today it's us, it's how we think and the environment and how we allow the environment that we live in to affect us in our inner self and in our body, in our health. Yes, 100% because we have about 25,000 genes in our body and each gene has many variables. So some studies show that's anywhere from 13,500 variables from that and other studies up to 30,000. The beauty about epigenetics, it's very it's a very new field. It's very cutting edge. So we're finding out more and more and it's kind of like it's like also getting into a quantum field where it's like endless and boundless. There's just so much untapped information. It's like going onto the moon and like mm -hmm. discovering like wow, this is so different. And that's the beauty about epigenetics. So, you know, our genes basically, you know, I try to tell patients and explain to them. So you have your genes and they're just little segments of your DNA. Okay. They're tiny segments of your DNA. We all have this. So DNA, think about DNA as the bullets in a gun that we're carrying for the rest of our life. We're born with a gun and we carry that gun all the time. And these bullets are the, um, let's just say they're the DNA. And let's say that your family has cancer, 
your grandma had it, your mom had it on your mom's side, your dad's side and cousins, and they all had it. So there's a possibility that you have that gene in you this can be more likely expressed at someone who doesn't. So let's say you even have, you can even have behavioral genes like poverty, wealth, you can have those genes in you too. However, the, the gun, when you pull that trigger, that's where the lifestyle comes in. So the genes are the bullets of the gun that you're always carrying, the lifestyle pull the trigger. So if you pull the trigger, and, and we'll talk about the what what is it that causes, which is the lifestyle, the different environment, um, then you are going to express the action or the result of that. So let's just say, let's say diabetes is very common. Um, it's not normal, but it's common that they pull the trigger for the diabetes bullet. And so now the person has manifested that in their body. So what caused him? What was the cause of pulling the trigger? I mean, we could one, number one is diet. <laughs> you know, it's diet, it's exercise, it's sleep, um, it's stress management, it's rest, it's all, it's even the your medication impacts that as well. So if that created that, you can undo, you can fix that. You were not born with that in the CDC, um, NIH. If you look at all the top conditions that Big Pharma is capitalizing on with uh, medication prescription for different drugs, a big percentage of them, 90 some percent, are all lifestyle related. So if lifestyle caused it, lifestyle can fix it. That's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think a uh, very important point, and I heard this actually on a video once by Dr. Bruce Lipton, and he did a wonderful job explaining this point is the point of the placebo effect. So the placebo effect, what it is, and I think a lot of people would understand it, is if you think something's going to help you, most likely that specific whatever it is, that pill that you're taking will help you because you think that it's going to help you. So it's not necessarily that the pill that you're taking or the treatment that you're doing, it's what's curing you, but it's the thoughts. So mm -hmm. it goes to prove, once again, that really what controls our health is the thoughts and how we think about whatever it is that's going on in our environment. Now, if you think that a pill is not going to help you, then most likely that pill is not going to fix any problem. But if you think that it will, then most likely it does. Mm -hmm. And I used to have this conversation back and forth with my patients years ago before I understood the concept of uh, epigenetics and psychoneuroimmunology and the quantum field and everything else was that, you know, Tylenol doesn't really work for me. So no matter how many Tylenols they would take, they wouldn't experience any pain relief. And on the other hand, I had a lot of people that were like, oh, Tylenol is the wonder drug for me, right? <laughs> so every time they would take it, but is it really the pill? And I think there is a point in everybody's life that we, that we need to kind of just Think about the power that we have within us and see, is it the pill that it's curing you or is it the thought that the pill is going to cure you that it's curing you, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. If you think something's going to help you, it most likely will. And if this has been proven over and over again in research studies, when the people that are in the control group are given a sugar pill, 
So no medication, just a sugar pill, but they think it's the actual pill that they're getting, then they start getting better. The symptoms start getting better. So yeah. what that tells me is they think that they're going to get better. They're sending that emotional signal to their DNA. And then DNA, it's actually signaling in a different way. It's, it's signaling in health instead of disease. So what you get as a result is the expression of that gene as health or as disease. Absolutely, 100%. And a good example is, let's say you were training and you were running a marathon, okay? And you had your goal, like, I'm going to finish it in X amount of time. You hit that 20 miles, which they call hitting the wall. And you're like, oh, my gosh, man, I'm at 20 and I still have 6.2. And you have the crowd just like, come on, you can do it. And you're like, oh, I can't. They're like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. They start almost overriding the power of you're hearing more of the environment, what they're saying. You got this. You can do it then you start to convince yourself that, you know what? Yes, I can do this. I can do it. And all of a sudden it's just like, bam, like you take off and you're running even faster. And, you know, you, we limit our, we limit ourselves by our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And the superficial part of epigenetics, just the real basics is what we've covered a lot of diet and sleep, you know, exercise. Those are really basic I really feel those are easy to change. Those are the easiest to change. It may take it may take a little bit longer to get the results in, in some people than others. But the most powerful one, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you you were in an environment that was just flooded with that, with thoughts, your mind can be more powerful and can instantly change a person's belief about something just by being in that environment. IX, what I just said, running a marathon. An example would be one morning you're working out and they're like, Fernanda, go lift that, you know, 200 pound deadlift. You're like, I can't do that. And there's a car coming down the street and your son is there and he gets hit by a car and somehow you lift the dang thing and it weighs a lot. It's like, you weren't talking yourself out of like, I can't do this. The superwoman came out that actually lifted. That's the power of our mind and our thoughts and how when you program that, that's like the advanced level. And I tell people, if you really work on that advanced level, you're going to see changes much faster long term. So with diet, lifestyle, all these changes that we're talking about, it's really important. Yes, let's start with the basics, you know, the sleep. And I know you're probably going to bed earlier because you're waking up earlier, right? Or you mm -hmm. wake up pretty early and you're on that four o'clock schedule. <laughs> and I'm slowly creeping up. I'm at 4.15 and I'm going to be getting up at four o'clock for my meditations. But um, a lot of it really is it's here. And when we get that, oh, my gosh, everything else changes. So, you know, some real basic stuff that you've shared with your patients um, are diet, you know, give like some real basic examples. What are some things that, you know, the top two things that you would say with the diet that you have helped your patients with? Well, and before I get into the specifics of diet, I think it's important to mention that even the belief of not liking healthy foods 
or not being good at exercise yeah. or not wanting to or not being you know strong enough to carry something all of those are beliefs so mm -hmm. i would tell my patients all the time you know why are you not exercising well you know i don't have the time well i you know i can't do it because my knee hurts or i can't do that because you know my kids won't let me or i just mm -hmm. can't make it to the gym or whatever it is but if you think about it and if you really listen to yourself for eating healthy, for exercising, for sleeping, you know, going to sleep early, for even waking up early, for drinking enough water, for anything that has to do with um, a healthy lifestyle, if you're not doing it, really, a lot of the times what is preventing you, it's simply your thoughts mm -hmm. about whatever it is that, um, you know, I'm talking about. So, for example... You can say, well, I really don't like vegetables. That's a belief that you have. You believe that you don't like them. Now, beliefs can always change. And I've seen it happen so much. I've seen people that really have been on the crappiest diets. And then out of nowhere, they kind of just flip the switch. They get it, right? They say, I'm in control. My body's not in control. My body doesn't tell me what I like. I tell my body what I like, basically. So understanding that you can change that and you can reprogram your mind to like vegetables you can reprogram your mind to run marathons you can reprogram your mind to release weight and keep it off you can reprogram your mind to be healthier every single day and understanding that everything or most everything eradicates from those thoughts those beliefs that we have then it's important right and yeah. just to make another point too is that a lot of those beliefs are planted in us when we're really young. Mm -hmm. So that's why if you come from a family of overweight people, you may most likely be overweight because you learn those patterns from mm -hmm. your younger um, self, right? As a, as a kid, it doesn't mean that you have it in the genes or that you are, but you are expressing it because of your lifestyle, because you learn it when you were younger. So if you understand that you can change that, if you understand that you no longer have to be the victim, that you can say, you know what, I don't want to express my genes in that way anymore. And I can do that by changing my beliefs about whatever it is that we're talking about, then you can start changing and moving towards health by a lot of times by thought alone. If you change those beliefs, you will start acting, you will start actually doing the things that you need to do, right? Yes. And I used to think that I was not a morning person, Dr. Dr. Linda. <laughs> and people that know me and have known me from before, they would they would tell you that. I was always like, I'm not a morning person. I do very well at night. I can be up at two in the morning and I can be doing all this work and everything. But wake me up at eight in the or you know, seven in the morning and I can't function. Uh, don't talk to me until 10 a.m. And I used to be this person. Right. That was yeah. my belief. That was my belief. So when I started doing the meditation and I started realizing that I needed the time, the quiet time, mm -hmm. that I needed the time before my kids woke up and I started doing that quote unquote sacrifice to set that time for myself at five in the morning and then 4.30 and then four in the morning, I started realizing that it was simply a belief, that I could create mm -hmm. a different belief that I am a morning person, that I enjoy yeah. that time, that I need that time for myself because it's the truth and that it makes me a better person. So it's a change in belief. And you can change your beliefs at any point. But the first thing about changing a belief is understanding that you have a belief that it's keeping you stuck in an area of your life.
And a belief also you can look at as a belief is simply a thought you keep thinking or a program that has been installed in you from what you've been around. It's a program that's been installed, a belief that's been installed since you were a little kid because that's all you knew and that's all you saw. So if your parents were obese because they were eating crap food, you're like, oh, I'm this way because my parents, it's in my genes. It's like, no, maybe you don't even have the fat gene, but you have their habits, you have their beliefs. So it's really your beliefs to create your habits. Like you were saying, you were, your thoughts were, oh, I'm not, I'm a night owl. I do well at nighttime. I'm not a morning person. Don't talk to me. I There's no way I can get up at four in the morning. You, you know, that was just a, a thought that became your belief that you kept repeating. So it became your habit. Mm -hmm. But when you just say, you know what? It's probably really not that hard. I can do it. Things started. So things started to shift. And the expression of, you know, the DNA and everything even started to shift. Because when you say that, you actually can change physiologically your body. You can talk your body into staying in bed. Oh, you know, I didn't get enough sleep last night. I do well on nine hours of sleep. You keep talking yourself out of it. And I know because I went to bed late last night and I'm like, oh, I know I really need my sleep. But you know what? I'm like, no, I'm getting up. That alarm went off at 415. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do my meditation and I'll be fine. I will be fine, you know, so um, it's it's really, really the beliefs and the thoughts are so powerful. And of course, we want to do the basics like, you know, we we're talking about diet, eliminating sugar, just just eating real whole food that you can recognize. You know, that's a really good start for people. It's just the basics of food, vegetables, clean animal proteins and fish and, you know, some fruit. Some people do well, like on rice and some gluten-free grains. Other people don't, you know. Um, the sleeping part is really just optimizing your sleep, getting to bed at a decent time, turning, shutting all, all this off to, to slow down your brain waves also to get you into that, um, you know, from the beta to the alpha to in theta and then boom, delta is just your deep, sleep that's when you're sleeping in your in delta wave so um and of course exercise always helps us it just helps our mind um and it does great things for the body as well and um you know those are real simple things that people can do and smile more in in meditation i think the reason why you and i love meditation so much is because meditation actually changes the expression of the dna there's so much research on that. So I'll see if I can um, put some links. I, I have them here, but I mean, that's what um, meditation does. It, it, it changes the expression of your genes. Mm -hmm. That's just powerful. Very much so, very much so. And I have uh, gone on talks before and I actually shared an experiment that impacted me when I first read it. And I wanna share it with you all today. And the study was actually done by HeartMath, which, uh, you know, they, they are a phenomenal group that see how heart coherence and brain coherence can change our physiology, can change and, and, and help people get healthier and, in, and reach wellness from a mindset standpoint, basically. So the study was called uh, Local and Non-Local Effects of Coherent Heart Frequency and Some Conformational Changes of DNA. It's a big name. But basically what they did was 
they uh, grabbed 19 DNA samples from a human placenta, okay? And then they vialed those samples and they gave those samples to different researchers. And the researchers had been trained on feeling different emotions. So what the researchers had to do was feel an emotion. So for instance, if they would feel an elevated emotion like happiness and joy and calmness and um, you know, being relaxed, then they would check the DNA and the DNA would be relaxed and it would elongate. And then when the researchers had to feel a negative emotion, so when they would feel jealousy or anger or um, just frustration or, you know, sadness or anything that was negative, they would check the DNA and the DNA would be contracted and in many times it would even turn off. So what I uh, often go about in my talks is that wasn't even their DNA. It wasn't even inside of their body. It was somebody else's DNA. It was human placenta DNA that was outside of their bodies. And the DNA was able to pick up this emotion from nearby and it responded to that emotion. So imagine what happens when you feel that emotion and you're sending that signal to the DNA that it's actually yours, that it's inside of your body. And so with repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated negative emotions of anger or frustration or sadness or confusion or anything that we're feeling on a day to day, then we're sending those signals over and over and over and over again to our genes. And then our genes are expressing in the way that we feel. Now, if we are taking the time, even if it's for 20 minutes, 10 minutes a day to sit in meditation and think about clearing our mind. So not worrying about, you know, the traffic, not worrying about the bills, not having a concern about whether or not this person is going to call us or if the email was sent or whatever it is. But sitting in peace and quiet for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you're sending the signal to the DNA that it's okay, that it's time to relax, that they can, that it can, you know, really, and I imagine my gene, I actually do this. I, I imagine my, my genes like just relaxing, right? And, and so when that happens, when we're sending those signals, we're actually sending that good signal, that health signal to our bodies. Mm-hmm. So that's why meditation is so powerful as well into helping people transform and send a different signal. So the, so the genes can um, actually um, yeah, be signal in a different way, right? Be signal in the sense of health and not in the sense of disease or um, just pain or whatever it is that it's afflicting you. Yes. There was a couple I was going to, um, I'm going to link these studies, but uh, you were mentioning um, Bruce Lipton and Bruce, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, the biology of belief. I mean, he's, he's really kind of the pioneer of epigenetics and he was teaching in medical school and he had to leave because what he was teaching wasn't lining up with how he was thinking and the possibilities. So they did this study where they took the stem cells and they put them in like three different Petri dishes, okay? They were all identical. And so after 10 days, they were just multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. So they had these three Petri dishes and in one, they put tissue of bone, okay? And another one, they put muscle and another one, they put fat. And so they're all the same. They all came from the same, um, you know, they're all from same stem cell, same raw material, but each had a different environment in each cell in there 
turned into, if it was in the Petri dish and environment of bone, then that's what it turned into. If it was fat, that's what it turned into. If it was, um, you know, muscle, that's what it turned into. So whatever it was, so the environment impacted the cell and the new growth of it, like you're talking about, about, you know, visualizing. And that's what our thoughts do, because there's a quote, I think it's by James, James Allen about, you know, your mind is like a garden. It doesn't care what you plant in it. You know, it's going to grow just like a garden doesn't say, hey, this is a seed of roses. Roses are going to bloom, you know, if it's an oak tree, then oak, if it's poison, it's poison. That's what is going to grow because you keep watering it. So the mind is the same way. Whatever seeds we plant in there, that's what we're going to manifest in our life. And I don't know if you caught the last, um, I believe it was, I want to say it was back in, it wasn't probably at the one you were, but last month in uh i think it was in december no, it was in november where they actually there was a, a gentleman that was there they actually checked his blood um who was very sick and he was at dr joe's event and i don't know if he had talked about that at the event about how they checked his red blood cells and they um they drew blood from him to check how different it was before and after the event, and they actually took the virus, COVID, and interacted it with the blood to see what kind of response that they would get. So, and it was just like, this guy was in bliss. It's just like, he's he, he didn't respond to it. He didn't get sick as a result of it. So that just shows you the power of your mind because the meditation, you're not in thinking about lack, you're thinking about love, you're thinking about wholeness, you're thinking about connecting with your higher power, which to me is God, who is everything. And if you're connected to something like that, you can't have fear at that moment. And in that little time of fear, you downregulate your immune system. Mm -hmm. So how can you upregulate it with love, with meditation? So that's, I mean, there's studies and studies and studies and studies after studies. So for a person to say, I can't do that simply is like, I don't know how to do that yet. Yes. You no, know? yet you can, uh, oh, I can't, I can't be like you, Fernanda, yet. Cause then it takes us off the hook, but kind of soften and says yet, but I'm willing to learn. Mm -hmm. So it's really exciting with this whole study and even with when it comes to wealth. If we keep hearing, oh, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, we're a little short this month. You know, I don't know if you can, if we can afford that. I don't know. So instead of saying, I don't know if we can afford that, it's like, how can we afford that? You know, money is limitless. I am limitless. There's limitless opportunities there. I'm on a fixed income. Well, who fixed your income? Who did you give permission to fix your income? You know, so we, we look at that and just start rewording it. The brain will start to create possibilities and create, like I said, that electromagnetic field or that radio station saying, I'm open for opportunities. I'm open for opportunities. And as your brain is your brainwave and your energy is sharing that the world is going to hear that and the opportunities are going to come to you in ways that you don't even expect. And that, mm -hmm. is, that is amazing. But we can all do that. Yes. <laughs> we can all yes. Do that. yes. So and exciting. 
And I, you mentioned the study by Dr. Bruce Lifton, and I read that study as well. And he also actually, and, and I think it's very, uh, I think important to mention, he had another study, same concept, the Petri dish, and having the two literally identical stem cells, and one was put in an environment uh, of, you know, pa around positive people and positive emotions and positive everything, and then the other Petri dish was put in a negative environment. And what they noticed is, over time, the one Petri dish that was placed in the negative environment, the cells became diseased, right? They weren't functioning, they weren't signaling well. And then the other Petri dish, the cells were healthy. So what happened is they didn't say, well, let me give this Petri dish a medication. What they did is they actually changed the location of this Petri dish to the other uh, side. And they said, let's put it in the positive uh, side, right? With, with every positive environments surrounding the petri dish and what they found is that the genes started signaling a different uh signal right they started sending a different signal and eventually the cells became healthy again again so the solution many times it's not outside the solution is inside it's how we interpret how we take and how we literally are able to transform our environment that we see outside with our senses in a positive way inside and we've said this before, nothing has meaning except the meaning that we give to whatever it is that we're experiencing. Yeah. So people, and this has happened, people that have been in the worst situations, in jail, they've been in uh, concentration camps, they've been in you know prisoners of war, and they were able to tell a different story to their brain. They were able to send different signals to their genes and remain positive, remain optimistic, remain healthy, even in the most, uh, you know, dire conditions, because you can always create the reality and you can always interpret how you see the world. And that's the only thing that we really have control of. Yeah. If you think about it, no other person or not another other person, but not other living thing, plants or animals have control of their mind. Yes. They really, the plants grow as they're supposed to, and the animals react based on whatever their anatomy and physiology and everything is designed to do. But humans have the power of the mind and how you control your mind, what you think and how you feel. It's uh, literally, utterly the, the only control that we have in our lives. Yes. And understanding that how we think and how we feel determine our health and our wealth, it's important. And like you were mentioning, right, if you have thoughts of lack, then more lack is going to come to you. You are vibrating at that frequency. You are attracting more lack to you. You are what you, you become what you are, mm -hmm. right? You attract what you are. Yeah. So if you want to be healthy, then we need to signal in the sense of health. We got to think in the sense of health and we have to feel healthy. Absolutely. Same thing with prosperity. You know, if we're thinking lack, if we're thinking that we don't have any money, that opportunities are hard, that life is difficult, and that the you know the the economy is just worsening for everybody, and we don't have money to pay the bills, then we won't we won't be able to expect a check in the in the mail. You know what we're gonna mm -hmm. expect is more bills coming at us because that's what we are seeking. We are seeking what we are and what how we feel and how we think. Absolutely. And then one thing too, I mean, right now, our our country has been in a lot of 
undecisiveness. So a lot of people are like, I'm not going to do this until COVID is over. I'm not going to do this until we know who the president really is. I'm not going to do this because of this. And it's like, why are you, why are you waiting to create your future based on what someone else is doing? But it's because most people, I was having this conversation earlier with someone, we create our future based on our past because that's all we know is our past because that's familiar, but our future is very un unfamiliar and we gravitate to whatever's familiar because it's just familiar no matter how bad it is. But we have to learn to fall in love with the reality or our reality that we get to create of our future. Mm -hmm. and, but the, the beauty of it is that we all have that ability. Mm -hmm. So really in closing, and you know, epigenetics is, you know, as we always say, you know, it's really the study of genes, but it's above the genes and it's what the environment, how the environment impacts you. It's basically you're, you're born with a, a loaded gun of some genes that maybe are obesity, cancer, diabetes, whatever, negativity, um, poverty, whatever they are. And it's your lifestyle that's going to cause you to pull the trigger of some of these negative, um, you know, some of these genes that are then going to be expressed in your life. However, you know, the environment is the sleep, it's your thoughts, it's, you know, diet, it's, it's all of those things which you are 100% in control of. And the things that you can do right now, as we talked about that, Start with meditation. Start with not saying negative things. If you think it doesn't mean you have to say it because when you say it, you give more power to it. So the number one thing is just stop, stop saying it. How do I become happy? By deciding that I want to be happy, not I'm sad all the time. I'm overweight all the time. Don't focus on that. Focus on what you want. It's really that simple and it's just a daily practice that we have to, we get to train our body to do. So that's just kind of my, <laughs> my synopsis on all this. No, and that is great. And the other part is the commitment of it. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I mentioned this is because we have been programmed for so many years, you know, 40, 30, 20 years, 50 years of the same programming of thinking. For me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, being negative or thinking negative or talking negative we're more we're we're literally most of us talking the sense of what we don't want instead of what we do want so it's not that it's hard but it's it's difficult in the sense of many times we just go unconscious and we don't recognize that we're doing it so having and and being willing to pay attention to how you feel Pay attention to how you think and pay attention to how you talk, like you were saying. Yes. And every time you have that thought that it's too difficult, I can't do it, uh, my back is killing me, I am so fat, I can never get healthy, I hate vegetables. Anytime you have a thought that it's not serving you a purpose, a positive purpose, understanding that you can change the thought. Every time you say something and you catch yourself saying, well, I... I don't want to be fat instead of saying I want to be able to, you know, run a marathon and release 30 pounds in the next, in the next, you know, 60 days. Mm -hmm. Every time you catch yourself talking in the sense of the things that you don't want instead of the things that you do want, just change the conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's literally trial and error, trial, trial, 
an error. And if, even if you change the conversation, even if you change the thoughts, you know, five times today, if you were able to catch yourself, that's five times that you didn't go down the negative route. That's five times that you told your body and your mind, this is not where we, we're going. We're going in a different direction now. So it's not about perfection. It's not about being able to just master all of these things like overnight. And they still happen for me. And I'm sure that still, you know, happens to you every time, you know, every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So it's not about just from now on, not being able to speak negative and talk negative and think negative and feel negative. It's not about that. It's about every time you catch yourself, every time you're conscious enough to notice what you're doing, just stop it. Don't entertain it. Don't say, well, you know, I know that I'm thinking negative, but really, it really sucks. No, like, just stop <laughs> it, stop it. Yeah. And just change it, change it for something positive. You know, like you said, if you're going into that negative aspect of, I don't know how, you know, I'm so broke, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills next month. Well, how can I? Yes. Prosperous, you know, uh, money comes to me and all these things. Yeah. So changing the conversation and be, you know, be persistent. Do it every single day. Keep trying. And even if you're able to just catch yourself five, ten times a day, even if it's only one time a day, that's one time that you didn't go into the negative route. Yeah, it's yeah. conscious. Yeah, it's definitely that whole consciousness, like you said, of just being aware. <laughs> and that, going back to meditation, meditation, or just start with breathing. You know, just just counting your close your eyes. You get into an alpha state. You can and just count your breaths. That's if you just do that, like every hour, every two hours for a minute, you become more aware. So that's the beauty of it. So I'm so grateful that we can have this conversation and share it with people. And I hope that it just enlightens them. You know, I, I always like to kind of end this where, you know, one thing that I am grateful for today is um I get to go to Dr. Joe's event. So I already booked my flight. I already booked my uh, my room. I'm excited. And just for us to be able to share and um, just the limitless possibilities that are about around us and just the opportunity to really serve people because that gives me the biggest joy is really just being with people and feeling that their energy just goes went up a notch and it's like there is nothing more amazing than that than just feeling people like a little bit closer to love a little bit more closer to peace to joy to um awesomeness enlightenment there's nothing in the world that money cannot buy you that you know so i'm just grateful grateful for that and what about you my dear I am very grateful that I actually found a way to track how good my meditations are helping me. And I want to share it with you. Share. <laughs> I want to share it with you. So it's called the heart rate, um, the variability monitor. And it looks like this. Okay. I do. Do you have it? Have you heard of it? I don't have that. No, oh. I haven't. So I found out about it after my event. Otherwise, I would have taken it. And what you do is you clip it to your ear. So it clips right to the ear. And then this goes to the color of whatever you're wearing. And when you turn it on, it starts literally sensing your heart rate variability. And it tells you how coherent you are during your meditations. And you can actually use it not only during the meditations, but during the day. Like if you are taking those breaths that you were talking about, like every 10 minutes, you know, five minutes, every hour, whatever. You attach it to your ear and you start breathing 
and then it tells you how coherent your heart is. So I'm very thankful that I learned about this and I've actually been practicing my coherence and raising my coherence. It's all about getting better every day. So raising my heart coherence and the more coherent your heart is, the more coherent that your, your brain is. And of course, coherence brings not only just wholeness, but wellness and just an overall sense of well-being. So I am very thankful to have learned about this and I wanted to share with you. And then of course, I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful for you and for all of the audience, beautiful people that are connecting and taking time aside from their day to learn something that will help them get to a better state in their life. So yes. with that, we will let you all go and thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Next week. See ya. Bye. Have a good one.